Welcome to the Next Actions Business Podcast with your business mentor, Gary Eaves. In today's episode, we're going to talk about some techniques to help you handle any interruptions that occur during your working day. We'll then go on and look at kickstarting your year to enable you to get the business results you deserve. I want to talk to you about how do you handle interruptions. So this is where you're doing something and then you maybe get a call or a message. How do you handle that? One of the things I'm finding as we're now getting closer to Christmas, the demands for my time are getting more and more busy. So I'm spending a lot of time working and I'm trying to do multiple things because I want to get them finished before the Christmas break so I can have that little bit of downtime, that one week where, yes, I'll still do a little bit, but I'm not there doing everything that I would normally do. So what are some of the things that you're trying to do? So for me, I'm trying to get out a video on uh, kickstarting your 2019 year. So that's a video to help people to get ahead of planning what they want to be doing for the whole of next year, and then to actually break that down into things that they can get started on as soon as they're back from the Christmas break in early January. What things are you wanting to get done over the next week or so before the Christmas break? So as I say, for me, I want to get this video going. Now, I have limitations on when I can do videos. Um, obviously, I work in, an, in a home office. So when I record, I like to be able to do it when my wife's not around because it's not fair on her. When, when she knows I'm recording, I can see her through my door and she's tiptoeing around trying not to disturb me, um, which is nice. But it does make it difficult because, you know, it's hard on her. It's also hard on me because I'm trying to also think about her. So what I try and do is limit my recording to Mondays, Wednesdays and a limited extent to a Saturday morning. The other issue that I have is I'm only on ADSL. So when I'm doing video, I absolutely kill my internet usage because my, my upstream, my, my upload speed is only about one meg which is so slow, so to upload a video would take about an hour and a half. And then when you consider I upload to both YouTube and Facebook, so you're talking at least half a day of killing the internet, so there's nothing I can do on the internet whilst that's going on. So I have to bear this in mind as well when I'm planning when I record. I thought to myself this week, Wednesday, I'd mapped out I was going to spend the whole of Wednesday doing my recording. I had nothing that I needed internet for. My wife was out. And I thought, yes, I can get ahead and I can do it. Brilliant idea. So there I was. I got everything set up. Um, obviously, it takes me a little bit of time to adjust everything to get the lights there. I had my script there. I had my slides because the video I'm going to record is primarily using PowerPoint slides. So I had everything ready to go. About to hit the record button. And my phone started ringing. And it was work. Um, I work uh, for two days a week. And it was work. There were some issues going on. And unfortunately, it was one of those things, it was an important call, so I had to take it. So I spent some time dealing with that, put the phone down, thinking, right, yes, that's half an hour gone, but I can get back on with it now. Again, just about to hit record, and what happens? I start getting ding, 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 loads of messages coming through. Again, all related to the same issue that I'd been dealing with at work, so I had to stop what I was doing and deal with it. Now, this sounds good, but what that meant is, I actually lost the whole of Wednesday because by the time I'd finished dealing with these important things from work, it was after lunchtime, and I'd lost my window to record, then edit, and then upload before my wife got home from work. It was a major pain. And I was thinking to myself at the time, 
Did I really need to answer them phone calls? Did I really need to answer those messages? In this particular instance, actually, yes, I did. It was an urgent issue that needed a very quick and timely response. But I look at it and I think to myself, well, a lot of the time when we answer the phone or answer messages, we don't actually need to do it quickly. They're not urgent, they're not important. And the problem that we've got is every time that phone goes and we answer it, every time that message bell rings and we check the message, we're interrupting the flow of work that we're already doing. The more we interrupt it, the more times we keep switching what's called context, the harder it is on our brain, and the easier we end up with mental tiredness. So one of the things I want people to start thinking about is when that phone goes off, when that message comes in, do you need to answer it there and then? My way around this, I've used the settings on my phone. So now when I get a message, I get no notifications at all. It's only when I go in that I see a notification. There's certain people that I know it's important. If my wife sends me a message, you've got to bet I'm going to jump to it because I'll be in so much trouble if I don't. So they're set, so they bypass that. So I still get those messages. But for the vast majority of them, I no longer see a notification. And it is amazing. It's quite amazing how much that reduces the load on your mind, makes it easier for you to keep on working and keep on concentrating on what you're doing so you can knock it out and get that done well. The other thing is, once when you're constantly reacting to messages and to the phone ringing, you're actually giving people power over you because they're the ones that are dictating what you do when you do it, and they essentially take control of your work away from you. That's not good. You should be the person in control of your work. You should be the person who's deciding what you're doing when you're doing it. So please take some time, especially maybe not this week, because likely, as I said, you're going to be busy, but over that Christmas break and look at the notifications on your phone. Do you really need them on? Do you really need to answer them? The other thing I've done with my phone calls, and I now tell people when they ring me, is I've stopped answering the phone if it rings and it's not a number that I recognise. The reason I've done this is um, certainly here in Australia, we get so many spam phone calls now. They're telling you you've had an accident. They're telling you there's something wrong with your internet. They're telling you it's the tax office. And they're all scams. And it got to the stage... I was having five or six of these every day. So again, it was ringing. I was answering it. It was taking me out of what I was doing, disturbing me for these nuisance calls. So what I do now, and yes, some people may say, well, it's not a good thing to do, is I no longer answer the phone if I don't recognize a number. The way I view it is if it's something important, then they're going to leave me a voicemail. And I do tell people, if you leave me a voicemail, as soon as I'm free, I will return the call. And that's a commitment I make. And I always aim to return that call on the same day it was made to me. Yes, you may say, but you could lose business by doing that. I think it's actually worth doing because it's important when you're working that you can concentrate to get your work done. And if you're getting disturbed two or three times an hour by various things, you're not doing your best work. Do you want to improve your productivity but don't have the time or the money for a training course. Check out Next Action's online course, Get in Control, Get Things Done in Your Work and Life. You can find out more details at bit.ly slash na course. 
That's bit.ly slash N-A-C-O-U-R-S-E. Today, we're going to talk about Kickstarter. This is to help to get the best business results. Every year, most of us come out with a series of resolutions that we'd like to achieve a year. Most of us abandon them by the end of January, mainly because we don't take the time through and make sure that they can fit in with our work. By talking about and thinking about how best define what you want to achieve means you're setting yourself a greater distance. So how are we going to do Well, I've got a kickstart checklist to help you get going, defining your goal and putting them. The first step is to think about last year. We're going to discuss this and look at what went well, what didn't, and use that to start. Once we've looked back, we then start to think, well, what are my priorities? What is it I want to achieve in this coming? Based on those priorities, we can now produce a series of goals, move us towards those, and break those goals down into simpler projects that are easier to achieve. The final step is we're going to take everything and we're going to look and break these projects down into a set of steps that we can easily achieve and that we can get going with straight away. So reviewing last year, what does this involve? Well, it's about reflecting on what you've achieved. Also, remember, you must reflect, not go well, what you didn't achieve. The key part with this step is to take a little bit of time and actually celebrate your success. A lot of the time, especially for small business owners, we tend to see something that goes well, put a tick in the box, and then move on. We never spend the time to think about it and to congratulate us for all the work we've put in to achieve that. So as part of this review, just spend that little bit of a time and celebrate. We think about what didn't go well. What we aim to here is look at what can I learn from this? What lessons are there in it to help me to achieve these same goals next year? So this could be where you set yourself a target and you missed it because when you were setting that target, you didn't take into account any other things that have come up, any distractions, any late changes, any high priority stuff that comes in. From this, the lesson you would learn is when building my plan, put in some slack time so that I can account things happening that I didn't my plan in the also look at what priorities and goals did I not meet again it's similar really to looking at the lessons that I've learned what can I do differently to help me to meet them going this could be that you had a project going which relied on somebody doing some work for you but in your project plan you assumed that they would do it straight away. They may have had their own priority, which means that instead of them doing it straight away, it had to wait in their pile for maybe a month, maybe even longer, which delayed your projects and meant you missed them. Once you've gone through this, can you sit down with someone you can trust? Now, by someone that you trust, it could be uh, your partner. Although, to be honest, partners are too close. It's usually better to try and find some endant. This is where a coach would come in. You can sit down with them. You can go through what you've learned and they can ask you the questions to enable you to dig a little bit deeper so you can fully understand the lessons that should have been learned and how best to implement any changes. And at the end of all this, document it. Write it down. Don't try and keep it in your head. Your head's not there to keep stuff in. Your head is there to process things. Document it, write it down, and then we can move on to the next step. So now that we understand what happened last year, we can spend the time to identify the priorities for the next year. Now, this is where my coaching and my courses come in handy because we spend a lot of time understanding what it is you want to achieve and then put into place a plan to achieve it. We're going to look now at the high-level priorities to achieve. So this could be 
move to a new house. It could be get a new job. They're very high level. Think about them though, but don't just think about work a goal. The idea here is to think about your whole life because everything you do is all intermixed. You can't have work and personal separate. They've got to meet together because you may have a personal goal, which might be to move to another city. But if you can't get work in that other city, you can't move to it. This is where tying this together is in so hard. Once you've written down what your priorities are, now what I want you to do is spend a few minutes looking at each of them to visualize the end result. So this is where you're actually putting into your mind a picture of what it looks like when completed. You may have a priority. You want $10,000 in the bank. That's nice and easy to say, nice and easy to write it down. But if you can visualize it, so for me, with that, I would go back to my childhood when there was Scrooge McDuck in the cartoon and he was diving into a whole load of coins. For me, to visualize that $10,000, I would try and imagine $10,000 worth of coins and diving into it, just like Scrooge McDuck did. By visualizing it and getting it into your mind, and especially with a funny way of getting it into your mind, it means that it's going to be there and it's going to be in the front of your mind for a lot longer than just writing it down. And if it's on your mind, it's going to focus you and move towards that. As with looking back, once you've come up with your priorities, it's a good opportunity to discuss them with a trusted person. Try and find someone who is independent because they can help you fully explore what it means and they may be able to help you identify any issues or changes that you need to make to your priorities to ensure that they are achieved. Once you've identified them priorities, write them down, get them documented. If it's not written down, to be honest, the next step is to take those priorities and break them down into some smaller goals. Each priority can be achieved by doing a number of smaller steps. If we're trying to achieve something big, we're going to end up getting ourselves confused and going nowhere. If we spend the time to break it down into some smaller individual goals, it makes it easier to achieve and more likely to. Each of these goals should still be a challenge. I'm not saying we make things easy. Get a new job. You may break that down into research jobs, research the job market, research companies, research competitors. You may even put down research going self-employed. The aim is to make sure that you come up with a list of challenging items. They don't need to be detailed yet. They're still high level, but each of these goals should move you toward one of your priorities. With these goals, try and come up with things that you can achieve and complete in under six months. Now, six months does seem like a long time. It's meant to. These are higher level goals. These are your six month to one year goals. Again, don't make them too simple. We're just trying to break things down to make it easier to move up to achieve it. When you come up with these goals, the key thing to start here is to make sure that they're smart. Make sure they're specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. This means there's a time scale on it. They're there to move you towards your priority. They're things which, with a lot of hard work, you can achieve. You've got a way to know that you've achieved them, and they are very specific there's no ambiguity. It keeps it nice and clear and clean. And lastly, document them again. Have you noticed a pattern here? Every step, writing down what we've decided to do. By writing it down, it makes it easier for us to make sure we're following through the plan and achieving the steps. Now we've got our goals. We're going to further break each of these down into some projects. 
breaking them down, we're making them easy to achieve. So with our example of getting a new job, one of our goals was to produce a list of companies. So we may start a project and in there we'll say, find out a list of similar industries, find out a list of jobs even within the same company that I'm in. They're breaking down into some smaller steps. So each of those smaller steps is a project. The idea with these projects is you don't want them to take more than six to eight weeks complete. So they're smaller chunks. They're still not little tiny things we can achieve straight away, but they're moving us up this tree. So we've got a project. That project helps us to achieve a goal. That goal helps us to achieve a priority. By breaking our large goals down, it makes them easier to achieve. And again, when we get to the next step, we're going to break these down even further. The smaller each step is, the easier it is to achieve. So by using our system, we've got the high-level, hard priorities. We've got these little bit easier goals. And now we've got these easier projects that we can be moving towards and working towards to achieve our desired outcome. Like we did with goals, make sure that the projects are defined in a smart manner. And if you can, like we did with our priorities, visualize each one. Think about what's it going to look like? What's it going to feel like when I finish this? The visualization technique is so important in achieving high quality results. If you can visualize it, imagine it, feel it, touch it, you're more likely to achieve your desired outcome. Once we've done this, guess what? Document it again, write it down, get it into a list. Get it into a system that you can trust so you know you're going to move forward on this project. The last step, this is now taking these projects and breaking them down into a set of smaller, even more achievable actions. So these become single steps. This is the lowest level that you can break something down to and understand what it is to do. Each action should be as simple as you need it to be. An example, if we are going to make a cup of tea, most of us know that to make a cup of tea involves putting on the kettle, getting the tea, putting it into your teapot, getting milk, put milk into a cup, pour boiling water into the teapot, leave it to steep, pour the tea from the teapot into the cup. We instinctively know this, so we don't need to write down all these individual steps. We just put make a cup of tea and we know what it means. But if you didn't know what make a cup of tea is, if someone said to you, go and make me a cup of tea, you wouldn't know. And that's where you would break it down to these individual steps. Each person has their own understanding of what is. So this is why I say make each action as simple as you need it to be. Not as simple as I need it to be. For me, I may need that detailed breakdown of how to make a cup of tea. But for you, you just need to know you've got to make a cup of tea. You go ahead and do it. Once we've got these steps, these individual actions, what we're going to do is think, right, what do I need to actually be able to do this? Now, in David Allen's Getting Things Done mythology, this is called contexts. So if you're going to write an email, you would need your computer or your iPad or your phone with a mail client on it. If you don't have any of those, you can't write that email. If you're going to make a cup of tea, you need to have your kitchen. You need to have water. You need to have a kettle. These are all things that you need to allow you to move forward and achieve that action. If you try to do something without the right tools or the right context, then you're setting yourself up for failure and nobody wants to fail because they didn't plan. Lastly, we document them. We write down these individual steps. And this is where I like a task management system because I can put them into my task management system. And when I do it, I can tick it off 
and I know it's done. At the end of each day, you can look at the list and see what you've ticked off. It's quite surprising the buzz you get seeing that you've ticked off eight or nine things, especially when it's been a hard day and you thought, well, I haven't achieved anything. Look at your list, see what you've done. Get that buzz of knowing you've done some hard work. And that's it really. That's all we need to do to move forwards. We've got our list of items. We're now doing them. We're now going through, processing, getting the work done, getting the results we deserve. So to summarize my kickstart checklist, review last year, identify those priorities that you want to do in the next year. They're so important. Start at that top level. Once you know your priorities, you can produce some goals to move you towards it. The goals then lead to some projects. Again, the projects are moving you towards each of those goals, which moves you towards. Lastly, you're breaking those projects down into a series of steps you understand and you can go and complete without needing to think any further about it. This podcast is brought to you by Next Actions, your one stop for business and executive coaching. If you're struggling with your business and want to improve your business results whilst getting back control of your life, then Next Actions is there for you. We're based in Perth, Western Australia, but we have clients worldwide. You can find out more about us at nextactions.com.au. That's nextactions.com.au. That's all for today. I hope you get some good use of the tips on interruptions and spend some time coming up with those plans for your new year. If you've got any questions or tips that you'd like to share on this podcast, then please drop me an email at gary, G-A-R-R-Y, at nextactions.com.au. That's gary at nextactions.com.au.